Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. Yeah. Broadcasting live from the Josie Network Studios in downtown Medina, Tennessee. It's that time of week again. It's time for the Josie Show. Bringing you the most exciting music news and guests from around the world. Right here on the Josie Show. Please make welcome. Beautiful, talented, the lovely, America's radio sweetheart, Mrs. Josie Asentino Moon. Hey everyone, happy Thursday. Welcome to the Josie Show Special Edition. Uh, I'm so excited I get the opportunity to bring you my interview with Tim Atwood, who is Amazing. I mean, he's performed on the Grand Ole Opry about 8,000 plus times, I believe it was. And uh, he is just an incredible artist all in itself. And he has a great new album out called Who I Am, which we're going to talk about. So I hope you enjoy the interview right now. Here it is. Tim Atwood. Please welcome to the Josie Show my guest, Tim Atwood. Hi, Tim. What's up, girl? Hey, <laughs> it's been a little while. Last time I seen you was at the Josie Music Awards. <laughs> and boy, we had so much fun there. You run a class act right there. Oh. I had so much fun at that show. It's some of the most fun I ever had. The lights, everything. Matter of fact, how's Matt doing? Oh, he's doing great. He's doing wonderful. He really enjoyed being able to work with you and seeing you on stage and doing your thing. So he really enjoyed you. So you got fans in us. <laughs> well, great. Well, I'm your fan, so it works out. We're we're together all the time. Oh, it works out so well. We love we loved having you there. You got a, a musician lifetime achievement award, which was well deserved at the JMAs this past year. So it was you did amazing, and your performance was incredible. But we have to talk about that new album of yours out, Who I Am which is doing incredibly well. For those who have not had the chance to hear this album, what might our listeners find on this one? Okay. Well, there's a wide variety of stuff on there. Uh, I always include a gospel song because I grew up with uh, Southern gospel roots. Uh, uh, when I was in high school, I played for a local gospel band. And so I always add that. But there's some rock and roll stuff on there from back in the 70s. Uh, matter of fact, Put Your Hand in the Hand by Ocean, which was a big record way back before your time. But that was a uh, a big record, and I did that. Uh, we've got a couple things we've written on there. One of them's called Migraine Heartache that rocks in. My wife and I wrote uh we've got a song called uh, she treats me like a dog that i wrote with ethan phillips and so there's just a wide variety there's always something comical there's always something poignant and uh it's it's honestly the best work i've ever done yes you know speaking of songwriting uh what does your songwriting process look like when you're ready to write a song pen to paper what gets you in the zone so to speak well uh, I said a lot of times the best thing for me is, is you listen to people talking and there'll be little phrases like living the dream and uh, little things like that. And uh, you, you catch, something like that will catch your ear. Then you start writing around that. And uh, I try to get, you know, at least a chorus written before I even sit down at the piano uh, because the melodies seem to come easier for me than words. It takes me a little time to get the words just right. But uh, when I sit at the piano, that's just 
I've, and so the piano is just part of me. And so it comes out pretty quick. It doesn't take really that long to write it. It'll take a while to tweak it to get it exactly right. But uh, usually that's that's kind of what I do. You kind of just look at life and uh, just try to be part of what's going on, what's happening at the moment. Yes. And I have to say, because I saw firsthand at the JMAs when you performed, you are a pro on the keys. I'm telling you, you were an incredible piano player. Were you self-taught or, or did you go to school? When did that start? Uh, honestly, I, I taught myself. Uh, wow. Like I said, I was with a gospel group uh, and I was a bass player. And the piano player showed me the, the Floyd Kramer bent note thing that he does. And uh, I was still in high school, and there was a piano in the band room because I played drums in the high school band. But all those practice rooms had pianos in it. So when everybody else went to lunch, I would go down and uh, play the piano because I didn't have one at home. So I taught myself to play. It was one of those things I would put something like on, on the record. I would just put the needle down and let it play about eight bars, and then I would try to copy that. And uh, I've never had any formal training on piano i can't read music mm-hmm. uh, i can read the national number system right. but as far as reading actual music i i, I can't do that uh, it's just a, a god-given talent and i'm just thankful that i got it yes it is a god-given talent it truly is and for those who want to get their hands on this album and hear all of the new tunes where can this album be found it's on uh, iTunes. It's on uh, the website. Probably the quickest way to get there, timatwood.com. And uh, you can find it on there. Matter of fact, I think there's a cut up there. Uh, there's a song called You First. Uh, and uh, you can preview that song. And it's a really strong song. And I, like I said, I'm real proud of it. But yeah, timatwood.com, iTunes. Uh, I forget where all it is. You know? Everywhere. <laughs> but as you yeah, said, everywhere. you know, yeah, as you said, though, the one stop shop really is the website. So go to timatwood.com and you'll find everything you need to know about Tim Atwood and what's to come. And your new single out, Sending Me Angels, which we're going to play shortly, it's so beautifully done. Can you share the inspiration behind this single? This was uh, this is one of those songs that, that I had heard years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, it's an old Delbert McClinton song from uh, back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I actually sang that song to Roxanne when we got married. We got married on a mountaintop in Gatlinburg. Uh, a private uh, ceremony overlooking Mount Lacan. And uh, I sang that song to her on our wedding day. We were both dressed. I was in a suit. She was in her gown. And we were barefoot. I mean, it was a hillbilly wedding. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I sang it to her. And that song has so much meaning to me. And we decided to include it on this new CD. Right. I was wondering why this was included, but yeah, I love that. That is so amazing. It's Not only is it a great song, but you have such a great story behind it. It means so much to you and to Roxanne, uh, who we love, by the way. I hope Roxanne's doing amazing. <laughs> love oh, she is. She's incredible all the time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love that. And I have to mention, because you have an enriched history in country music. I mean, you celebrated 50 years in country music, 38 years at the Grand Ole Opry. You're a member of the world-famous Wheeling Jamboree. So you obviously, you know, have a lot of great, you know, things that you've been doing over the years. You've had so many experiences in your career. But is there a highlight or maybe a special moment that you can recall? There's so many that, it, that it's hard to count. I will say that whenever they made me a member of the uh, Wheeling 
Elite Jamboree. That was huge for me. I re, I had worked at Elite Jamboree with Jim Ed Brown back in the late 70s. And to actually be asked to be a member of that uh, organization was uh, just a thrill. I cried like a little girl. I got to be honest. <laughs> I just, I really did. Uh, it was one of the high points. But I've had so many things that just have been wonderful throughout my career. I'm just happy that people are still uh, listening and paying attention to what I'm doing musically. I really am. I'm just blessed. Oh, yes. You have you have so many great, dedicated, and, and wonderful supporters out there who have followed you and followed your careers for so, so long and that are still just enjoying your music, your new album, Who I Am. And fun fact, for those who may not know, you have played on the Grand Ole Opry stage a whopping 8,500-plus times. And the Grand Ole Opry has so much history and so many talents have stepped in that circle. I'm sure performing there just never gets old. Do you? Can you recall, like, the first time you stepped into the Grand Ole Opry? No, I couldn't recall that no. at all. It was November 6, 1976. <laughs> the, the exact date, y'all. <laughs> I remember it so well. I mean, I was so thrilled. I'll tell you a quick little story yeah. about that. Uh, I, I just started on the, on the road with Jim Ed Brown. Mm-hmm. Jerry Whitehurst was the staff piano player at the Opry. And all the guys on the bus had told me, said, now, if you feel somebody tap you on the left shoulder, get up, you screwed up, and Whitehurst will take over. So I'm out there playing with Jim Ed. We're about halfway through the first number, and I feel this hand tap me on the left shoulder. And I went, oh, no, and I stood up. I thought, oh, my God, that's it. I'm done. Already I've done my little bit at the Opry. And I stood up. He said, sit your butt down. They had set me up from the word go. And uh, so it, it scared me, but then whenever I got, you know, later, on when I got over the shock I laughed about it too but yeah what a thrill for that first time but uh, I think one of the other times it really got me uh, we did a lot of matinees back then uh, Roy Acuff used to have me sing four or five songs on every matinee and one Friday night uh, he looked at me and he said Tim Atwood I was doing uh, I, I'd be better off in a pine box I used to sing that on the matinee he loved it and one Friday night just out of the blue he looks at me and goes Tim Atwood let's get in that pine box and go down to Georgia and I didn't wait for the band or anybody I just started playing it <laughs> <laughs> I was so so excited, so thrilled to actually be singing on the opera. Wow. <laughs> That is incredible. I mean, for an artist, I mean, that's like a huge, a huge thing. I mean, just performing there once is like, what? But I mean, all the times that you've been on that stage, you've graced that stage. And for many artists that are looking at you and are interested in, you know, what you do and may want to also start, you know, career in music, what is the best advice that you can give to artists out there just starting up and wanting to, you know, look at you and and say, hey, I want to do the same? (laughs) Well, I think that the main thing is the dedication. You never give up. I mean, there's always going to be the naysayers. Well, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. But at the same time, if you've got the persistence and the drive and the desire, uh, I do think that you will find success. Uh, it may not be exactly at the Opry, but you never know. Uh, when I moved here, I, like I said, I didn't have any clue that I would ever get to do all the things that I've done. But I never gave up. I always believed in myself and always kept moving forward, and uh, and it paid off. And I just think persistence and uh, dedication, I think that's the main two things I could tell you that really helped me. Yes, absolutely. And that's great. That's great advice for anything, you know, no matter what you you know you want to do in your life. I think that's that is true. fantastic. And another breathtaking, 
breathtaking moment that you were a part of, and I actually watched this firsthand on TV. It was uh, on the Huckabee Show, and it was a Veterans Day tribute show, and you had the opportunity to return fallen soldier Captain Grimm's bracelet, which they thought was gone forever. I think they, they said it was gone for like 30 years. Um, you returned it to his family. What was that experience like? Because I would I would have been bawling my complete eyes out. I don't even know if I would even be able to hand it to them. What was that experience like for you? Well, it was it was really moving for me, yeah. uh, especially uh, I never knew Captain Grimm. Uh, there was a lady named Stacy Britton that used to come to a lot of the shows I did, and I did the song I'll Stand Up and Say So. Mm-hmm. And uh, she heard me do that one night. She asked Roxanne. She said, was Tim in the military? And Roxanne said, no, but we have a son who's a Purple Heart veteran. And she said, well, he sang that with such devotion and uh, emotion. She said, I- I've been wearing this bracelet for 26 years in memory of Captain Grimm, who was killed in the Gulf War in 1991. She said, I've worn it for 26 years. I've never taken it off. And she said, I want him to have it. I want him to wear it. And uh, so I wore it for the next four and a half years. Uh, and I never took it off. I mean, it was just one, it was part of me, you know? Right. And uh, so they got all the preparations made and all the contacts and all the people. And uh, these little girls were, uh, they were like uh, a year and a half and six months old, I think. Yeah. Uh, whenever he died, but to be able to give that back to them and let them know that their father had not been forgotten over the 30 years, because every time I did a show and before I did that song, I would mention Captain Grimm, and uh, it was such a pleasure meeting uh, his brother Jim and the two girls. Uh, it was just, I don't know, it, it really got me deep in my heart. It really did. It just, uh, matter of fact, the song I did that night was You First, right. and that was the one I was telling you about, but uh, it was such a thrill to be just a part of that family it was it was a great time very emotional like you said my voice cracked a couple times i know but i was trying to keep it together but what a cool thing to be able to do something for uh a hero's daughters Absolutely. It was such a touching moment. I believe it's on Facebook. If you find it, if you go on Huckabee, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. And you'll be able to find your performance of You First, which was also beautifully done. But it was such an incredible moment. You're welcome. It was just, it was powerful. It really, it really was. (laughs) It really was. So please make sure you check it out. You're welcome. And for those who want to connect with you, everyone can find you, of course, at your website, timatwood.com. But you're also all over social networking sites, such as Facebook, right? So people will be able to connect with you after the show. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, and uh, it's just one of those things. I have a hard time navigating still on some of that stuff, uh, but uh, Roxanne does a lot of that stuff. She She's really good at it, and uh, it's it's cool that, that people, like I said, are still checking in, see what's going on. We've got a bunch of shows booked already for this year, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll be able to get out and do them. We're going to be in New Jersey and Wisconsin and Florida and Illinois. It's like somebody took a dart and just threw it at the map. We're all over the place, man, so I'm still excited. I'm ready to get back out and perform. I'm just chomping at the bits. Oh, I bet. As just a fan, I've missed watching live performances. That's a huge part of just my life. So, I mean, as an artist, I'm sure you really miss that instant gratification of performing in front of an audience. I'm sure that was very, very missed by a lot of artists out there. Yeah, there's nothing better than to see the audience's reactions. And I I love to be able to talk to folks afterwards, too. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to just sit around and visit and tell stories. And I've got a few stories after this many years in the business. It's just Mm -hmm. fun, you know. And like I said, I'm looking forward to getting out and seeing people. I'm looking forward to seeing people smile without a mask on. (laughs) Right, right. Yes, I miss miss the smile. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) I used to rock in. I said, when this pandemic's over, 
I'm going to go up to complete strangers and hug. I've been missing hugging people, too. <laughs> Me, too. It's so it's so awkward because when I meet someone, that's like my first instinct to do. And I'm just, I have to stop myself. It's just, it's so crazy. Me too. I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But I have to say, you do, like you said, you do have some really great shows coming up. Your schedule is all up on the website at timatwood.com. So I urge everyone to go and see you live because you are an incredible performer. Not only are you fun, but you're high energy. You're, you're just a lot of fun. So please, everyone, check it out, timatwood.com. And I want to thank you so much for joining me again here on the Josie Show. And please come back anytime, okay? I'll talk to you anytime, anywhere. Any, you just name the place. I'm there, Josie. You got it. I'm going to pick you up on the deal. <laughs> I like that. Right. I will make sure. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Josie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And we're back, and we have a couple songs here off of Tim Atwood's Who I Am album. So let's play the first one, Sending Me Angels, and we'll be right back in just a moment with more here at the Josie Show Special Edition. (laughs) Stay right there. I walked down to the river, stood on the shore. Seems like the devil's always trying to get in my door. Just when I thought I couldn't take it anymore Here he came again, my friend He keeps sending me angels From up on high He keeps sending me angels To teach me to fly He keeps sending me number of times I have sinned and the countless enemies that should have been friends here he comes again my friend he keeps sending me angels from up on high he keeps sending me angels to teach me to fly He keeps sending me angels, sweet and true. He keeps sending me angels, just like you. Some say that it's coming I say it's already here The love that's among us Through the joy and the fear When I look in your eyes Everything is so clear Here he comes again Here he comes again My friend Come a flying, 
is Short and Bread Rock right here. Beautiful rendition by Tim Atwood. Check it out. <laughs> I don't like cake, don't like pie, don't like sweets, and I'll tell you why. Mama's little baby loves short and short and Mama's little baby loves short and bread. Mama's little baby loves short and short and Mama's little baby loves short and bread. If you want my love, you better see that I'm well fed.
and that would have me dancing on that one. Oh, both incredible songs. Please make sure you check out his latest album, Who I Am. And you can find both of these songs on that album, Sending My Sending Me Angels and Shortening Bread Rock. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in tonight to the Josie Show special edition with the incredible Tim Atwood. Hope you guys join us next week. Bye-bye. The Josie Show is copyrighted property of the Josie Network of Brands. It may not be duplicated, altered, or edited, sold, or aired without written consent from the Josie Show owners. Any copyright infringement of the Josie Show will be subject to legal actions.